This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Well, good morning. Welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show, which is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And our goal is to provide you with really good information about our local market so that you can make that differentiation. Big word there, huh, Dave? <laughs> Be- between what's, ha- so what's happening in New Jersey versus what's happening here in the Central Valley. We are on our third decade of Welcome Home Radio. Wow. Ah, but wow. it's only 15 years, uh-huh. which is still a long time. But that's how you can spin things because we started in 2009, which was the first decade, then there was the tens and now the twenties. So that's three decades. And to help me with this spinning of the statistics, we have Ashley Hyatt of Hyatt Real Estate. Good morning. Good morning, Don. And we also have Dave Kidder of Keller Williams. Good morning. Glad to be here. A couple of local realtors to join with your local host. And um, hey, as we look outside the studio this morning, we see a lot of activity. It's the uh, across the street at the Warner Theater is the graduation for San Joaquin Memorial. And we have a couple of people here that graduated from high school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> more, speci- <laughs> more specifically, uh, uh, San Joaquin Memorial. That would be Ashley Hyatt and myself. Fine Memorial graduates. Yes. Right here. Dave, did you graduate? We are CR. Columbia River High School class of 1974. All right. Um, Okay, we're being I kicked it off with that statistic thing about three decades. Um, We're going to talk about the market right now and throw some statistics out there and get but more important than the numbers is the real story, the local story behind the numbers. So what I'm seeing out there is the number of listings is trending down. Yes, it is. And the number of active, uh, or excuse me, the number of sales is trending up. And pending sales are certainly trending up. So what gives with the market? Well, you know, it's it's funny because you're right. They, the sales are trending up. But if I look at where they were a year ago, they're trending down. So the same... We're looking at the same statistics, but we can draw two different conclusions. And I think it's really important that when we're talking to people that we don't use our knowledge of statistics to try to sway the argument in what we want, that we give everything we have and let the the customer, the client, the buyer, the home seller decide for themselves. So there was, uh, I think, something that you said that you looked at the last four months or the first four months of the year. I looked at this month versus last the same time last year. And, you know, there was 770 homes sold in Fresno County a year ago, and there had been just over 500 homes sold in this year. So that trend is down. But I want to hear what you have over the last four months. Okay, and this is for Fresno County. Yep. So sometime, uh, sometimes people will run their stats and they'll do all of the multiple listing service, which could include 
will include Madeira, Kings, Tulare, some, they're not all of the listings in sales, but it could include something in Morro Bay. And, and you know, that's gonna throw you off. So I try to be consistent here. But I, I also took out the mobile homes. Yes, I did too. Okay. I love so, mobile homes, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, but most people are looking to buy a single family, that we call a stick built or, you know, with the foundation and-, and, and That doesn't well, sound very sturdy, stick built. Well, brick. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to deal with the wolves right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, th these are condominiums, PUDs, and single family. Um, okay, so last year, for the first four months of the year in Fresno County, there were 2,700 sales. This year, just over 1,900. So a significant drop, and somebody yeah. might say, wow, the uh, market's totally different right now. But in my opinion, and then I'd like to ask your opinion, I think the market in May of 2023 is a lot like it was in 2022. Or with, if you have a buyer out there, you're showing them homes, it feels the same. What do you think, Ashley? I would have to agree with that. I think the market is still very much moving right now. There's still multiple offers on homes right now. The only difference that I'm seeing, and I remember back <clears throat> in 2021 2022 you know it was a rush to get your offer in because they were going to be deciding right here right now and people were really in a hurry now we have a couple days people are allowing things to stay on the market so everybody can get in and see it and think things through which i think is a much healthier market for our buyers and our sellers oh yeah i like that think things through um but it, you, how can you take the time to think things through, but yet act quickly. Ah, that's what they say in the Boy Scouts. Be prepared. <laughs> Be prepared. All right, what do you think about that brilliance, Dave? Oh, well, obviously, so in being prepared, and we're gonna touch on this more, but your lender is in, in place, your, your insurance is in place, your home warranty person is in place, you have, you quickly get your inspections done. So you're prepared to make the best offer you can with the most knowledge you can, instead of waiting to find the perfect house and then go, I need a lender. All right, is being prepared meaning that you've seen 100 homes online, but you've seen zero homes in person? Uh, you, you've gotta go preview, you've gotta go, you've gotta look at a number of homes to be informed. And uh, unless you, you're very, very clear, you find that perfect home and it hit and the pictures and the description match what you're looking for it so it pays to have a very good description of the listing that's in that you're viewing and you some people have made that decision without even seeing it that they i want that house and they'll make that offer pretty much before they even see the house and it and it pans out very rarely but it does pan out so what do you two think is the reason that there is a significantly smaller amount of sales this year in the first four months than last year? Because we're, we're saying the market feels the same, <clears throat> acts the same, but yet there's a lot less sales. Well, the, the elephant in the room is interest rates are up. So it's, you have maybe a smaller pool of buyers at the same price, price points as you had a year ago so interest rates have come up 
uh, we're still short on inventory. And that's, the inventory, in my opinion, is one of the leading reasons why our prices are still holding up. Until we can solve that inventory issue, I don't see our prices really going down. All right, yeah. In, in fact, prices have barely gone down. It, here's the median sale price for those two comparisons. A year ago, it was 398000 was the median sale price for that first four months. This year, it's 390000 yeah. Although I saw an April statistic where it was three ninety-eight. So, uh, so um, and that's not a lot of movement. I mean, $8,000 when you're talking almost $400,000. Yeah. So when interest rates started to go up, I heard this multiple times a day from professionals, lenders, home buyers, all saying, well, the price has got to come down because the interest rate's gone up. And maybe for a week. <laughs> maybe we saw some people maybe get a little bit nervous, maybe but our prices haven't come down. And your numbers, I have different numbers only because of I looked at different uh, group of homes. I looked at, I didn't look at condos and PUDs. I only looked at uh, the residential or, or home homes. I hate single to say Single family residents. Single family residents. Also referred to a stick belt. Stick belt. I heard that one time from a very wise <laughs> person. So my numbers are different, and yet they, they prove the same thing, is that if we're down, we're down barely from last year at the yeah. same time. Right. And I think it's the law of supply and demand. So, yeah, the demand dropped a little bit with the rise in interest rates, but the supply has dropped a lot. So that means that prices have to stay stable to attract the uh, uh, attract sellers, the few sellers there yeah. are. All right. What other kind of stats? Since now that I know you pulled some stats too, <laughs> I'd like to hear what you have there. So probably one of the things that's jumped out the most is that a year ago, uh, homes were on the market for 12 days. That was the average. And if you look at a median, so if there were 700 homes that sold, and you count up from the bottom and from the and down from the top, exact middle, the the median days on the market was seven. Today, the average days on market is 31, and the median is 12, which means that there are more homes at 12 days and below selling than above. Okay, now let's throw away the statistics. Okay. I just want to know what's your feel? What, what, what's your feel on the market, and what are home prices going to be like next year at this time? And I start with you, the San Joaquin Memorial graduate. Oh yes, so you know it's going to be right. You know, hold on, let me yeah. grab, <laughs> let me grab my crystal ball for you, Don, All so right. I can go ahead and tell you. You know what? I think that because of our placement in California, being that we're in the center of California, we are. We have accessibility to all kinds of different areas. We're the most affordable part of California. I think we're going to stay steady. I think that this area has such a draw for affordability, for location, I think that we will stay steady, we will keep moving, we will keep growing, and we will continue to be a destination in California for people to come and live and be happy. All right. So you, you think looking ahead a year from now, 
we're going to be stable. I think we're going to be stable. I don't know that we're going to, you know, jump up in price. I don't know that we're going to fall in price. I think we are just going to continue being Fresno and being stable and growing. All right. How about you, Dave Kidder? So I'm, I'm going to start looking at other things. So unemployment, uh, what the stock, stock market's doing, interest rates, uh, our growth in the valley. Like Ashley has said, more people move into the area. That's going to keep a demand on the housing. But I, I think if unemployment starts to go up, that's, that could make me a little nervous about everything, about the economy. But I think a year from now, we're going to have the exact same st conversation that looking back a year ago, prices, days on market, and everything will be about the same. Maybe a little bit higher, but, but, but around the same. Let me add something in there. During some of the big crises that we've had in our, our times, like after the terrorist attack in 2001, home sales really rebounded. They, they because I think people said, I want a home. I want a place to live. After COVID, people really wanted a home. So there's something special about a home. And with that thought, we're going to our next commercial break, our first commercial break. Stay tuned. There's a statistical uh, spin for you. <laughs> stay, stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio helping us out today are a couple of members of the Fresno Association of Realtors, and that would be Ashley Hyatt of Hyatt Real Estate and also Dave Kidder of Keller Williams Real Morning. Estate. So, um, and we've got actually three different perspectives here because the, the uh, size of our offices are different. Um, we, it, and so it's just going to make, um, I think for a good show, especially since we're going to talk about cooperation. And if you think about this for our listeners right now, think about this, three different competitors, competing companies. We're here on the same show trying to do some good, share good information with our audience for the good of the housing community. And so that is that same power that drives the so-called multiple listing service. Can one of you describe what multiple listing service is and how it benefits the buyers and the sellers? So I'll keep it short. Uh, there's 4,200 uh, realtors in our association, and we have a spirit of cooperation, meaning that if I have a listing, I welcome both of you showing it to your clients. In fact, I, I strongly encourage it. In fact, uh, Ashley and I hold the meeting on Tuesday mornings, uh, the MLS virtual tour, to where we actually invite other realtors to come in and brag about their homes that they have listed and make sure that everybody is aware of, of what it is. You've shared many homes. Ashley has. I have. So it's a, it's a great place to... Make sure that we get the best coverage for the homes that we have listed. And also, we come and talk about the buyers that we're working with. I'm looking for XYZ. And so it's a great place to come and meet. We also have affiliates that join us uh, who come in with different points of view on different things that they ha have to offer. Insurance, home warranty, fire insurance, uh, 
home inspection. It's just ac uh, across the board, uh, but it's a place to meet, and we we strive to promote home ownership. That is our that's our goal. That is our mantra of what it is that we are are about. So through sharing, we make a better transaction. Very true. Very true. You know, it's funny that you say that realtors as far as competitors, three competing offices. I don't know if it was the way that my office was run or the way that I was raised in the real estate business, but I've never really seen another realtor as a competitor. I've seen them as a peer, someone that I work with, because at the end of the day, yes, we're all going out there and we're trying to find listings and we're interviewing for different things, possibly against each other. But at the end of the day, our job is to work together to make sure that, that buyer and that seller both walk away from the transaction happy and that somebody has a brand new home that they can call theirs. And I like that you say that because I don't really see any of you as competitors. I point that out though, because in reality they are. It could be that Ashley and I are competing for the same listing, um, but we, we would do so with respect. Mm -hmm. Well, at least on my side, Ashley. <laughs> hey, watch out. Don't be taking my listing. No, it's the business is so unique in that, yes, we, we are all trying for the same thing, but yet we're all so close. We're so friends. We, we work with each other. You will never know who you'll get to work with in a year. You might work with the same person five times in a year and then not again for a couple of years. But then when you come back together, it's like, it's like you never stopped working together. Our community is so unique in that way. Yeah. It, I like what you say. It's unique. There's not a whole lot of industries out there <clears throat> that cooperate the way we do. No. Two competitors bringing their clients together in one transaction to fulfill the wants, needs uh, of both those parties. And it should be a win-win situation. So Absolutely. I've, I've had this conversation with people who have wanted to sell their home maybe by themselves, and they've said, well, if you bring me a buyer, I'll work with you. And then my immediate response is, well, do you want me to bring you a buyer or do you want me to bring you all the buyers? And it's not that the MLS has a lock on all the buyers, but we do represent a very large pool of people who are looking to buy a home. And together we can, we get a good access of, of who's out there and who is looking. And so again, my hope is that I get the most amount of views on my home that I can. And I feel I get that done through the, through the MLS, multiple listing service. And I know if I was a seller and my home had been on the market 12 days and to uh, 4,200 members of the MLS that all have, you know, a handful of buyers each, then I, at, after 12 days, I know that, uh-oh, I better do something different. Maybe mm -hmm. paint the trim on the front, mow the lawn, or lower the price. Uh, yeah. yeah, something needs to change. Now, if I'd been on the, as a seller, been on the market for 12 days, but it's only be through a sign and some online postings, um, how do you know that you've actually reached the market? And is it time for a change? I don't know. Well, <laughs> I learned this a long time ago, that if a home has been on the market for 10 days and no showings, or there have been 10 showings and no offers, then you're probably overpriced. 
mm-hmm. and I just uh, you want another statistic and it, it's a proven fact that 72.3 percent of all statistics are made up right on the spot proven fact I heard it was 87.7. Well, maybe. They're currently right now, there's a 27,000 home searches within the MLS. That's That means that 27,000 people have contacted a realtor and have asked for uh, their, their home search to be placed in the MLS so they can see the listings that are available. But that's how many people are looking for a home right now. And we have how many listings? There's only about... Oh, I have that right here. Sorry, I, that, that, that was <laughs> unplanned. As of yesterday, <laughs> 696, almost yeah. 700 active listings. Yeah. Wow. However, th- there's there. if you drive around, you're going to see more signs than that because there's another 950 that are already in escrow. Yeah. So they still have the sign up. Um, they're technically not sold yet, although they are in that in the process. process. Yeah. So, that, oh, that's an interesting stat. Yeah. 696 active, and there's one and a half times more that are already in escrow. Yep. So one of the things that we try to do on our Tuesday morning is not only look at the homes that are on the market and look at what people are looking for, but we may come up with things that are happening in the industry that might impact how homes are selling. and also almost a mastermind we have a problem we have a situation that's come up how do we resolve it now you have a room full of 70 80 realtors who are looking at the same problem through different eyes and coming up with ideas to help each other that's cooperation about how many different brokerages and companies would you say are in that room on (laughs) any given oh wow (laughs) so many so many different brokerages so many different perspectives, so many different backgrounds as far as what we have to learn from. And that's one of the things I love about Tuesday mornings is it's not just realtors. It's all of our affiliates. It's our title reps. It's our insurance people. It's our home warranty, our home inspectors. Like you said, any question that we have as a realtor, because at the end of the day, guys, I mean, sorry, but it's important to know what you don't know. And it's important yeah. to know who to look out to and to ask for help with that. And any question that we have, we can ask in that room and we can get answers. We can get different perspectives. We can get different ideas. And I think that's one of the greatest things that we have on Tuesday mornings. Yeah, that, and that Tuesday morning meeting uh, when I go, that's a great example of that cooperation. Because yeah. I do learn things from other competitors that are friends. <laughs> Um, and also many of the affiliates, for example, all the first time homebuyer programs that are out there. Mm-hmm. And I understand there's a new one coming out next week, um, that we're going to hear more about on next week's show. Um, so anyway, that's our opportunity to learn that so that we can then share that with our clients and the consumers. hundred percent. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Now that is like that's the first ta- statistic that I'm going to agree with you on. <laughs> that's a solid statistic. That's a, that's a solid one. Yeah. There's no room for uh, manipulation there. One hundred percent. You know, and I'm going off chart here, but I just uh, realized that when I first joined, my broker asked me to attend every Tuesday because he he couldn't. He wanted me to be in there and report back to him and get. But that's where I met you, and it's where I met your dad. 
And both of you guys, Tom and you, Don, have been very supportive of me from day one. I don't know that I had a bigger fan than your dad. I really don't. And mm -hmm. so the encouragement, and you're two, from two different companies that are pouring into me. The reason that I'm at the Tuesday morning meeting with Don was because of you. And, you know, there's been people that all, also have stepped up and said, no, Ashley needs to be involved with what, what she knows. And she has a, you know, a younger, different perspective on things. And so we encourage each other, even though they, we don't, at, at the same broker. Thank I haven't you. been called young in a while. I like that. <laughs> hey, what? What? All right. And her dad was Tom Hyatt, great guy. In fact, he ran a Friday morning meeting for the association uh, on investments and exchanges and uh, a great guy. And he certainly made me feel like I was a friend, not a competitor. Oh, you, absolute, you absolutely were and are a friend, Don, and thank you. And yeah, he was, my father was a big fan of Tuesday morning and being there and being a part of something and being a part and knowing other realtors. All right. With that, <clears throat> we're going to go to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, and like our music said, by dirt. Get prepared and go out and get you some. Um, <laughs> They're not making any more of it. That's right. Uh, all right. So we have been talking about cooperation a lot uh, amongst the different uh, realtors out there. 4,200 different realtors are part of the Fresno Association of Realtors. Then you have, you know, Kings County, Madera, uh, Tulare County. You, you have different associations on top of that, which we still cooperate with them too. So cooperation is the, the key word here. Um, let's go to another phrase, cooperative education, which our association puts together educational opportunities to um, help everybody be better. And a lot of that comes out in some of the market issues. So let's go to some of the meetings that we attend and how, how what we learn there translates into a better experience for our consumer, the buyers and sellers, our customers. And, and I'm going to give you an example, insurance. It, insurance is maybe a little bit different than it was 10 years ago as far as getting, getting it. Um, so what have we been hearing about insurance out there? It has very much changed, and some of it, I mean, we live here, so we've seen the different uh, uh, natural, you know, uh, storms. Uh, we've had fires. We've had flooding. We've had all, all these different things that have come up. We're an earthquake state. But there are some insurance companies that have chosen to withdraw from California, or they've chosen to change what they've insured and we this last tuesday i think it was one of the best meetings we've had in a really long time and the people who were presenting were from different companies and yet they sought 
input from other people in the audience. They weren't trying to sell themselves or their programs. They were trying to give us a heads up that here's what to watch for. And because of the change in that, the thing I took away from it is when I start working with a buyer and we look at a house, I want them to call their insurance company right away with an address and say, can I get insurance on this house? And one of the biggest things that came up was on roofs is that part of the process, I'll have a roofer come take a look at my listing and he'll give me what's called a two-year or a five-year or, or whatever. So let's say a, a two-year roof cert, which means that he'll guarantee that roof for the next two years. Well, the insurance company doesn't care about that because if that roof gets a leak, that roofer will come out and fix it. But if a storm comes by and takes that roof and, and deposits it in somebody else's backyard, the insurance company has to buy that roof. And so if that roof isn't relatively new and in very good shape, the insurance company may not insure it. And if the insurance company won't insure it, the lender won't loan on it. So even though everything matches up, I may not be able to get a loan because of the roof. Mm -hmm. I need to know that ahead of time instead of at the last day of the day before closing. And I can see that the, the difference between how a roofer looks at a certification and how an insurance company does, because the roofer is certifying the top of the roof. Yeah. In other words, it's not going to leak or if it does, I'll come back out and put a new shingle in there. All right. Or, or, or a new, put all new shingles on that one slope, whatever yeah. it's going to take. However, the insurance company is insuring the top of the roof, the bottom of it, all, the ceiling, any potential damage that it does, yeah. uh, and potential mold from if, if it has gone on for too long. And your type of roof is very important too, as I have learned recently. <laughs> you know, an old wood shake roof is not going to be something that an insurance company is willing to take on at this point. They want to know that it is a newer roof, that it is fire safe. They want to know all these things. So all these things can definitely affect your escrow, affect your insurance, affect everything. Yeah, wood roofs are a difficult one because it was 1994. So that's almost, well, it's 29 years prior where they the California building code said uh, no more wood roofs on new ones unless it's this specially treated wood, yeah. which made it more expensive than putting a tile roof on. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so virtually no more wood roofs for the last 29 years. Now, if the life expectancy of a wood roof is 25 years, maybe 30, uh, you could see where they're at the end of their, their life. And therefore makes it a little more difficult to um, to ensure. Now, I, I've heard that there are companies that will do it, but the pool of insurance companies really dwindles down if you have a wood roof. How, how about tile versus comp, composition? Well, they both have their advantages and they both have disadvantages. Uh, you know, I've seen tile roofs that are fairly new, but they, they've had repairs or work done up there and some of those shingles or some of those uh, tiles have been loosened or uh, just because of the construction, you may not walk, you probably don't want to walk around on them as much as you might on a comp roof. Uh, comp roofs are, are, are less expensive to replace, maybe even to repair. So there's a, there's a plus and minus for each one, although tiles are, do have a longer life uh, span, typically. 
and I like the look of them, but that's you know that's a preference. That's not a a demand. Mm -hmm. One thing I like about comp shingle, <clears throat> you can walk on them, and I found that very important when your grandkid kicks a soccer ball up on the roof. <laughs> when when you have a tile roof. Don't walk on it. <laughs> no, Don't no, do that. Don't no, walk on the roof in no. general, Don. Yeah. Just um, either that or send the grandkid up to get it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. They're lighter. They're, They're less lighter. likely to crack a tile, right? Yeah. Especially at three years old. Yeah. All right. So how about all the uh, financing programs? Uh, when we do this cooperative education, um, do, uh how do we learn about financing programs of today? There's, well, there's, there's some, because of interest rates gone up, everybody is trying to figure out a new way to, to create the will. And I think people have gotten very creative and I think we need that right now. And uh, I think I as, I as a realtor, I'm asking more questions on my lenders and they're coming up with, well, we can do this, this, and this. Well, when I find out something that makes sense and maybe help one of my buyers, I try to share that with other people that are maybe my office, but I also have the advantage on Tuesday mornings of saying, hey, we found out this. If a lender comes in, they are more than welcome to, to let us know what kind of program they may have. And we're finding out there's a difference between uh, direct lenders, brokers, and um, I mean, there's so many different sectors of the lending industry that sometime a direct lender, a bank, a large large bank may be exactly what I need. Sometimes I may need a broker who has multiple different people that he talks to or she talks to. Or private lenders. Private lenders? The, yeah. Mm -hmm. Private lender would be one that doesn't uh, have all the rules. They can go with more common sense underwriting as opposed to rules yeah i have a friend he's he's inherited quite a bit of money and uh i'm going to take him to lunch later today and see if he'll adopt me but the <laughs> the importance is that he's been i've been trying to find him a property and he finally woke up and he goes why don't i just lend money out right now and so we're looking to do that so that's you know some people with cash and they're looking to get a secure investment i can't think of a better investment than securing it with real estate mm-hmm all right. The only thing about lending money uh, on a private basis is you have, I say common sense, you still have to make sure there's some basics, like maybe the credit report's yeah. not as stellar, but maybe the down payment, that loan to value is good. They've got enough down payment in there that, okay, they're not going to walk away from 50% down. Yeah, and the the investment again is real estate, which has a tendency to. I've never seen real estate go to zero, like maybe a stock or something. It there's always value in a in a piece of property, even if it is just the dirt. There's still value there. Mm -hmm. That is a good point. Never goes to zero. Once in a while. Once yeah. in a while. But it sure has an upside. Let's go back to the beginning. Twenty four dollars for Manhattan is what <laughs> yeah. was paid $24 now granted $24 was worth a bit more back then but still look at what real estate has done yeah all right um besides <clears throat> insurance and lenders what else do we see at these cooperative education meetings 
We see all of our inspectors that are going to help us along in our process. We see the people who are going to really give you the information about the home. As realtors, you know, we know a lot of things. We see a lot of things. We experience a lot. So we do bring that knowledge to the table, but we also need to know who knows a little bit more than we do about home inspections, pest inspections, sewer inspections, all these different things. So those are the people that we get to connect with and that we get to bring to our buyers and help them have a more well-rounded idea of the home that they're buying and what they're getting into. How does this benefit the consumer? So, so the realtor gets to learn all this about inspections. How does it benefit our listeners? It makes us better realtors for them. It helps us to bring the knowledge that they're going to need, that they're going to be able to take this investment. The largest investment that you're going to make in your life is in your home. And so we are able to bring you the people who are going to help you make a solid investment, make solid decisions, and know exactly what you're getting into and be prepared for the future. All right, excellent. And with that, we're going to our next commercial break. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. I'm proud of the house we built. It's stronger than sticks, stones, and steel. It's not a big place sitting up high. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And we are sitting here with Dave Kidder of Keller Williams. Uh, Fresno, and then also Ashley Hyatt of Hyatt Real Estate. And um, we've been talking about how realtors come together to uh, make for a, a better transaction for both parties, the buyer and the seller, uh, in that spirit of cooperation. Um, I had somebody this week ask me, hey, I'm thinking about getting into real estate. Do you recommend it? <laughs> My my point or what I said to him was it is a really, really hard job, but it is a fantastic career because there are some heartwarming stories that can be told um, that maybe came out of that really hard experience during an escrow. So I'm going to now turn to Ashley to start us off. Give us one of your heartwarming stories in your career. Oh, you know, you know what's always fun for me is when you're working with a first time home buyer and I had a young family and they had a little girl and you know we'd go around and we'd look at houses and every now and then the little girl would get to come and look around and kind of pick out her bedroom but once they had finally settled on a home and that little girl knew that that was going to be her home and seeing her run around that and that was going to be her yard and she got to pick her bedroom it's just it's so special to see a younger generation find their home and find a sense of this is where i get to be this is where i'm going to be comfortable and i think that's one of the best things about our jobs is that we're able to connect people with their safe place with their home, with where they will go every single day. And to get the phone calls after closing and say, you know what, I've been in my home now for two years and I still love driving up and driving into that driveway every day. Like that's where they come to every day and that's where they know that they are safe, that they are home. Wow, all right, that is a good feeling. Mm -hmm. And that's part of what makes it a great career. It, and maybe that escrow that was had its difficulties at some point, but to see the end result with that appreciation and the fact that they're calling you two years later to say, they're really saying, hey, good job, Ashley. And every escrow is going to have its bumps. 
every single one we're gonna we're gonna run into little issues now and then some bigger some smaller but at the end of the day just knowing that we're connecting someone with their home i mean does it really get any better than that no well i don't know could have been born rich i mean that would have been nice too (laughs) (laughs) all right dave how about you any heartwarming stories that you've encountered in your career it was actually the very first home i sold when i came back into real estate in california and it was a it was a family the the dad he had a landscaping business and spoke very little english mama of course uh, she was able to stay at home but when we're out looking at homes they had they mama and papa both had their own criteria papa wanted a home where mama could stand at the kitchen and see who was coming up to the house because she was such had such a heart of hospitality she wanted to be ready for people coming up and her only wish was that papa had a place that when he got home after a hard day he could pull his equipment in behind a locked gate so where he didn't have to stop and unload his trailer just so it would be safe that he could just come home and relax so when we were looking at houses i had to meet mama's criteria which was for for papa and papa I had to meet his criteria for mama. And what was so cool is every house we looked at that they really liked that fit their niche, they'd make a phone call and within 10 minutes the entire family would show up and they would all they were all arguing for mama. They were all rooting for mama's house. They finally found a house that met everybody's needs, but it was like instantaneous when everybody showed up, they all looked at me, they all looked at each other and they all kind of they almost started applauding. And that's the home that they still live in today. It was pretty cool finding both 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 things for both people. Wow! All right, and I remember one where I was. Uh, you always enjoy handing keys to a first-time buyer. <clears throat> this is one where the woman just started crying when I handed them the keys, and I don't mean a few tears. I mean she Sorry. was really bawling. And the husband looked at me and he goes, "What you have to understand is five years ago." We were living in a car and to attain home ownership now is unbelievable yeah. man that made me feel good yeah. and that was a hard escrow i i mean i i felt like i drug them across the finish line because you know all kinds of issues kept coming up but we did it we stayed the course and uh, of course I had to use a football analogy guy was ready to quit part way through um, the, the escrow. I mean, he, he, we had so many issues that he's ready to quit. And I go, wait a minute. You're a football fan, a Raider fan. Would the Raiders quit on the uh, one-yard line? He goes, no. You mean we're that close to, to getting in our home? I go, you're on the one-yard line. He goes, all right, let's go. And we, we close the escrow. So um, Raiders scoring a touchdown now that's a that's a that's pretty, a new that's one that's a dangerous analogy <laughs> <laughs> sorry hey dave we don't want to lose our audience here in case they're raider fans well i'm so a car fan so I'll i just held it back that. on my comment that hey from the one yard line with the raiders it's not a given <laughs> sorry <laughs> go football all right how about any funny stories um that you may have encountered oh I'm not sure if you may want to, I don't know if I should tell this. So this was early, early on in my career up in Washington, and there was a house that we were showing, or we were previewing it as an office, and the rumor was that it was haunted. The rumor was that we we weren't sure if the person had actually passed away in the house or not, 
But there's maybe 15 of us coming up to the house, and it's me and one other guy, and we're both big guys. And they asked us to go in first as if we were the, like, we're going to make sure. I don't know what we were looking for. But as soon as we walked in, there was there was obvious that this house was a mess and that uh, there was a large duffel bag on the ground. And we're thinking, uh-oh, uh-oh. So I think I got Al to actually go kick the kick it and then we both ran out of the off almost like screaming <laughs> it did move but it was like why are we in here and why are you making us go first and so i remember that that if i ever have a brand new agent i'm going to make him go first <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, it, was, oh. it was a joy <laughs> oh goodness i remember getting this story from uh, my father when he was out showing a home to a client of ours and he, as we all do, we get the key out of the lockbox, we go up and I always ring the doorbell just to make sure, you know, nobody happens to be inside, knock on the door. And my father opened up the front door, nobody had responded to the doorbell, opens up the front door and just yells in hello, which I always do as well, because you never know who might be in there. And he got a response. He got a hello back to his hello. And so he again said hello and got that right back, hello. And so they just stood at the door for a while. He's thinking somebody's inside, goes back and forth, probably for a solid couple of minutes of just hellos back and forth. Our buyers standing there like, are we going to go in? What's going to happen? They decide to go ahead and go in the house, make sure that nobody's in there, that they don't need help. My dad had been going back and forth with a parrot that happened to be in the living room that always responded back, whatever you would say. <laughs> oh, man, I could just see that with your father. <laughs> I mean, you know. God bless that parrot. You got to watch out for parrots. <laughs> yeah, that parrot probably got an earful afterwards. I mean, you never know what might come out of the mouth of a realtor. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> I had one. It, it wasn't funny at the time, but looking back on it, it sure was. So I, I pull up to the house I'm going to show. I got my buyers behind me, and I got the lockbox key out and I opened the door because it was vacant uh, you know MLS said it was vacant um, and I had the address right it, it was 5710 something and walked in and it's fully furnished and all of a sudden there's a woman in the hallway screaming that we had walked in on her and it's like oh I'm sorry I mean my buyers were scared too I was scared we, well, sorry, uh, but this says that the house is vacant. She goes, no, it's never been vacant. I told, you know, my realtor has it in there, right? I looked at the MLS sheet. My gosh, I made a mistake. I was on Dovewood, not Renwood. Oh, you're not. And, and it just ironically had the same address, the same real estate sign out there, but I was on the Whoops. wrong street, the wrong wood street, you know? And apologized uh, and that was probably 30 years ago I have never ever entered a house without knocking first without opening the door a little bit saying realtor here anybody home even though I know it's vacant uh, oh absolutely <laughs> yeah so I learned my lesson the hard way and uh, so did you graduate from high school <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh barely <laughs> it only took six years well yeah it was long hard but you did it Nine years that's right. and look look where you are look today you. don <laughs> yeah you're educating the central valley 
whoa, I never thought of it like that. You're helping us bring knowledge to the buyers and sellers of the Central Valley to know exactly what we need to do in the real estate industry. Having gone to San Joaquin Memorial Uh and having the nuns as the teachers and they are always hovering over your back, making sure you were doing it the right way. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, I did learn a thing or two. (laughs) One of them was respect. Respect for the uniform. So I love a uniform. All right. Um, Dave, what do you want our listeners to remember most about today's show in 30 seconds or less? The market really has changed since after COVID is we're coming out of COVID and everything that we do need to be prepared and not to give up hope. Buying a home is still the best investment you can have. It's the best against inflation that you can have. It really is. All right. Thank you, Dave. Ashley, how about you? Home ownership is very important. And your realtor is your team leader. It's more than one person that's going to help you through this transaction, but your realtor is your team leader. So finding someone who you trust and who you know can bring the knowledge to you is so important in the entirety of the transaction. All right. Thank you. And thank you to all our listeners for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you learned something from it. And we'll be back again next week. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO.